magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish. For the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds, and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey, party people. What is up? Welcome to the Dutch Arcade Show. This is episode 549, and uh, this is the second week in a row we're recording a show. That's the first for the last few months. Hell yeah. Which uh, was tough to put together because uh, my dumb kids just woke up all night long. Hmm. They did not sleep hardly at all. Drug on and I think I'm sick. Oh, cool. Um, but I was like, we can't come back last week and then take off this week. I know, <laughs> like that would have been bad. I have a guy that's supposed to come to look at some stuff I need fixed on my deck that allegedly yeah. is going to be here today, and I just gave up waiting for him. So I'm, yeah, I'm almost positive he'll be showing up inside of the next like two minutes. So we might yeah. just make this a two parter if that's the case because. <laughs> That's fine. We'll it's roll like the, the punches. Tennessee, the Tennessee way with um, with people. It's like I, I run into this stuff all the time where it's like you need something done. Doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, you know, it could could be something simple. It could be something complicated. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find a local company or contractor or, or person with, you know, the ability, know-how equipment, you name it, to do a thing, mm-hmm. right? You call mm-hmm. them and they are like, overly excited that you called them and you have this op- this job for them and they they talk your ear off about like everything <laughs> that they're gonna do and how cool uh-huh. it's gonna be and oh hell yeah like this is this is perfect i will be in the area you know in three days like mm-hmm. it's really goodbye it fits so perfectly in my schedule blah, blah, blah. uh and then that will be the last time you hear from them <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah it's uh super cool highly 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 recommended so well i look forward to his his knock at your door while we're recording yeah well so that's that's how i figure you summon the people do something that you need to not be interrupted for yeah it's like when you're uh (laughs) waiting for a package that needs a signature uh the best way to summon the ups driver is by just getting in the shower yeah (laughs) exactly or something like that right yeah that's very true um well that's fine we'll we'll just see what happens today like i was telling you a minute ago i didn't even pick out any news stories or anything to talk about i'm still having a hard time getting in the groove of doing our podcast and uh my i gotta clean my office up i'm i my computer stacked up on some boxes i got a makeshift desk again i'm sitting in a very uncomfortable chair just not great just not great but we're getting there Things are, are you, things are you playing Hogwarts Legacy? I'm not. Did you ever get a hold of it? No, I didn't. Isn't it on Game Pass or something? Or am I making that up? Uh, no, I think it's a PlayStation uh, PC right now. Or is it on Xbox? Mm. I don't know. Definitely don't not know. Game Pass. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The discourse surrounding that game is something else. Yep. Uh, 
I don't really care because I don't really have interest in it anyway. So by yeah. default, I don't really care about playing it. It's just like so I guess you can a... just say I'm taking a stand and not playing. <laughs> yeah. It's been uh it's been interesting watching this game become like such a battleground, right? Because like yeah, don't I get it. JK Rowling seems like she extremely sucks right now and yeah, like just won't shut up and yeah. <laughs> just like has made being an awful person part of her personal brand right like yeah it's to a somewhat surprising extent right i mean like yeah. if you were a a billionaire with uh you know that that ha had you know total control over an ip as like valuable and popular as harry potter yeah that was just going to be eternally licensed the rest of your life for yeah you know different things uh, i'm sure the books are just going to be constantly published in a million different iterations mm -hmm. and the movies seem like they're just like constantly being released i mean fuck i probably own the movies on dvd blu-ray and uh i know i have them on itunes you know so mm -hmm. uh, just a never-ending money hose and what do you do what do you do with that you decide i will make it my life's goal to just be loud on twitter right which <laughs> well that sort of brings up like i i feel similarly i don't think we talked about this because we haven't recorded but uh justin roiland getting the axe from like rick and morty and um there's another one i mean well yeah for real but like you know everyone's just like why don't you just shut the cancel the show i don't believe it. he's the main character's voices and he's you know whatever um and a lot of the response i saw to that was like yeah, but then there's like dozens of people that work on this show also. And that's like them losing their jobs just because one guy yeah. wants to be an idiot. And so I feel like the the people, like I back you if you're like, I don't want to play this game based on principles. Um, but also like, you know, you're you're not, you know, I don't want to I don't want to line her pockets with money. Like you're also like a lot of people worked on this game that don't have anything to do with any of that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And and that's kind of unfair to them. And then if you really love like the idea of the game, and you love Harry Potter. You know, you're doing yourself a disservice by not letting yourself enjoy it too. Yeah, I don't know. That's on the back of your mind. So it's um. Yeah, I I think I think, and it's not like you're gonna make her go broke by boycotting the game too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, so you know, I've seen a lot of a lot of capital D discourse surrounding like, well, why why is this game different? You know, like so. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it was Shadow Complex that was either written or based on a story by Orson Scott Card, who is another author that is as has written unbelievable classic stuff that is a dog shit tier person, right? <laughs> and why is they, that so common? I don't know. And, and and it's like you, you know, people ask like the valid question of like why why is all this other stuff written by or in, that are you know made or involved with awful people okay mm -hmm. to enjoy but like hogwarts legacy mm -hmm. is not and mm -hmm. i think i think for me what it comes down to and i i haven't bought the game i only have time to play this game so it's kind of just right. academic for me right so um i think it comes down to for a lot of people this this game is the first uh first thing in a while that they've been able to buy that kind of engages with like the jk rowling universe mm -hmm. right i mean mm -hmm. like like i feel like i'm a good example of that right like i 
own the books, probably multiple. Mm-hmm. I think I have paperback and hard copy. I mean, as I said, I own the movies at least three times over. I've been to the Universal Studios thing, but that was all kind of done before it became before like, she outed herself as being awful. <laughs> yeah, because like remember there was right. this like time where she started going hog wild on this stuff and like the actual like actors and stuff were like, whoa, 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 this is just a misunderstanding. And then JK Rowling made it very clear. It was not yeah, a right. misunderstanding at all. Whereas like when that started happening, it was like, well, I've, I mean, I already, I already spent my money on this Harry Potter stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I might think twice now, but what else am I going to buy? I mean, I already have the fucking movies, books, been to the fucking yeah. park. Like I'm not going out yeah. of my way to buy like, you know, Harry Potter fruit roll-ups or something like that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, that sucks that she sucks, but, you know, whatever, I'm mm-hmm. moving on, right? And now, but now that you have, like, this new hot thing that, you know, I mean, games are expensive. It's just 60 bucks. Yeah. To, I think, like, the, the good version is 80 or something like that. I'm, at least, I'm sure. And, and and what sucks is that, you know, she's, like, she wakes up every day and is like, I need to remind people that I'm funneling massive amounts of money into these awful causes. Mm-hmm. And so I think with this one, you can draw... A very direct line between okay i'm paying 60 80 dollars for this game jk rowling is probably getting a double digit percentage of that mm-hmm. which is then being funneled into these awful things so it's like mm-hmm. you know like one yeah. step removed right so i think it's really mm-hmm. easy to 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 get a little more focused on this than you would otherwise you know because yeah like, that makes sense because i don't know i mean yeah. i i it's like I don't think a lot of people feel compelled to like, you know, like when Avatar 2 came out, for instance, like I didn't mm-hmm. feel compelled to be like, let me make sure that James Cameron hasn't said anything problematic lately, yeah. right? Because it's like, I don't, I don't really care. You know, it's like, well, if, that's if the other weird did, thing is, I think we've talked about this before where it's like, oh, I don't want to buy a product because the CEO said something stupid on Twitter or whatever. But then it's like, how many things do you buy every day mm-hmm. that you don't even know who the CEO is, let alone if they're a shitty person or not? Yeah. Then you and you don't you have no idea. You know what I mean? So it's like they them making themselves publicly terrible helps you make those decisions. But then there's almost no end. Like you almost can't buy or do anything that's not well, going to benefit somebody that sucks along the way. But I, I guess my point is, it's like it's. um you know, for the the James Cameron reference, like I, I don't know if he sucks or not, and I, mm-hmm. you know, so I just went and you know, I'm gonna see the movie and probably enjoy it because the first one was okay. Uh, but I'm not like waking up and being uh, with James Cameron being like, "Hey, you remember me? I fucking suck." You yeah, know, like right. I, I think that's, <laughs> that's the thing. true. It's, it's like, not in your face. It's like very front of mind. <laughs> you know, like she's yeah. like uh, has this like main character syndrome where it's like very mm-hmm. loud uh, about all these things and. And it does suck because like there's all these people like you're saying, I mean, I I bet the credits of this game have hundreds, if not over a thousand people mm-hmm. involved in making it. And yeah. um, it really stinks that all those people are kind of, you know, on this wagon that they mm-hmm. don't want to be on, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Sucks. I don't have the answers either, but whatever you decide to do, I support you. You want to play the game. You want to not play the game. You want to buy the game and then burn it, burn the disc in protest. That's probably not the best thing to do. Yeah. That's always the worst protest is to buy the thing and then burn it. Well, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's also a lot of logic to be had for just like waiting on this one until it's on sale and stuff, because it seems like, um, 
there's a lot of optimization that the game kind of needs. Like it seems like if you play on PC, like unless you have like a mega super duper top tier computer, there's doesn't mm-hmm. run great. And you know, it's like fucking normal AAA game stuff now where it's like, oh, this thing that came out that we've been excited for for years. Oh, it's unplayable. Neat. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost every game is better off waiting like a year, six months yeah. to a year. Yeah, there's this subreddit I was reading called Patient Gamers. I think, I think yeah. it is r slash patient gamer or something like that. Yeah. And it's it's all stuff like that. It's like people that are just like now playing cyberpunk and are like right. game fucking rules. <laughs> and I got for 20 right. bucks. <laughs> yeah, there's the, there's like no downsides except that you miss out on being part of that window of like excitement when something's new. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Sucks, but I uh it is what it is. I R made my Steam Deck again. So that that makes oh, it easier. What to happen like. now? Um, so I uh, I don't know if my Steam Deck has always been like this. Like, cause I uh-huh. did R- I R made it once because my fan went out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. And and this time around, like, so I just I started a new playthrough of Elden Ring, mm-hmm. and um, in Elden Ring, your you use the bumper buttons L1 and R1. Uh, mm-hmm. L1 is like kind of like block slash parry, and uh, R1 mm-hmm. is your attack. Um. And on mine, it was like really weird. They were like very um, spongy and non-responsive. Mm-hmm. And it was like I had to like very deliberately press like right where like it says like L1 or R1 to mm-hmm. get like either of them to activate, you know? Yeah. And um, it's just extremely frustrating because like Elden Ring combat, much like most from software games, is like more of a rhythm game really than a fighting mm-hmm. game or whatever because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. so important to like get in the groove where you're like, parrying and dodging and counterattacking and like all this stuff and like mm-hmm. it became very quickly too frustrating to play that game as i was like missing those through like no fault of my own instead just like mm-hmm. the buttons not activating you know yeah. and uh yeah so off she went mm. but uh this time around valve was uh super responsive on support like i submitted a support mm-hmm. request they respond inside of like an hour you know, with mm-hmm. like their typical thing of being like, oh, is your Steam Deck updated to the latest software? Yeah. Here's like the mm-hmm. three things you can try. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I we have we have two Steam Decks in our house. This one's definitely fucked. Like it's a hardware yeah. issue at, uh, yeah. you know, updating it is not going to fix the buttons, not going to make it feel <laughs> um, yeah. all this stuff. So I don't know. It makes me wonder like if um if I'm like just the odd man out with this kind of stuff or uh i wonder what their rma rate is like on these things because like it's yeah. cool that the thing is like super repairable but i'd rather not like fuck around with it while it's under warranty mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so. yeah uh i think those buttons are like pretty easy to order replacements and change yourself but like you said like you don't have to do it yourself yeah. and you can live with it for a, a couple of, without it for a couple of weeks or whatever uh well, that's probably yeah, I watched a couple of YouTube videos on it. Apparently, like there are some uh like the so the R1 and L1 are activated by like a micro switch, like most of these um mm-hmm. you know, like I guess all controllers are now, right? And um people are saying like a common fix for this, particularly if both of yours are like this, is um like to just like bend the micro switch forward a little bit and it'll sure. it, it's, <laughs> it's seriously just a matter of like you know, like a half millimeter of clearance mm-hmm. where it's like Mm-hmm. should be clicking but it's not and that's why you have to like push directly on the center of it and a little harder mm-hmm. because like it just needs that like little extra oomph to like make it mm-hmm. down to and i was like man i'm not gonna fucking 
rather just RMA it than like need to explain to hey, so the uh, valve R1, bend depends. Yeah, it's like my R1 and L1 weren't working, <laughs> and I watched a YouTube video, told me to start bending things inside of my Steam Deck, and now it's broken. And you know, that reminds me of uh, when the Xbox 360 was red ringing. I went through four or five Xbox 360s, oh, but um, one of the fixes people discovered was like wrap the whole thing in a towel. It just gets super hot, and the the part that's like coming unglued yeah, like gets glued back together. Itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so I would do that sometimes. It actually would work. It'd be like, oh, I just want to play this, and like, it's already broken. What what more could I do? So you wrap it in a towel, and the thing gets like blazing hot, and uh, but it would work. Um, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah. I I think I did a bunch of weird crap like that too. Like mm-hmm. my that's like my Xbox had like nine lives, like a cat, right? It was like mm-hmm. it red ring. It's like okay, well if you wasn't there also a thing where it's like if you had it vertical and it red ring, like sometimes you put it horizontally and like it would kind of start yeah, working again. something like that. Yeah. Um, and then you just wrapped it in a towel and like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I remember there also being like, oh, if you take it apart, take like the main motherboard out and like put it in your oven <laughs> on low. And I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? I uh, it sucked because I had a launch 360 and it lasted like a good couple years or something with zero problems and then and it red ringed and then each one i got back red ringed within one of them was like the the day i got it yeah. i was like oh it's working cool i'm playing and then like the next time i fired it up it was red ringing again and i was like are you kidding yeah, me? i just to, got this back i'm to think of it like the same thing happened to me because it was like once you were in like the rma pool you were getting like a refurbed console yeah for and sure it seemed like all of them we're just on death's door, right? And mm-hmm. you just got into the cycle of like constantly refurbishing your Xbox. Yeah. I think oh, I eventually just like broke sucked. down and bought like the uh the mini one or series S or whatever the mm-hmm. you know when they re-released it, whatever that one was called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Crazy. Um I thought it was something we can talk about. Sure. There was a Nintendo Direct this week. Did you watch it? I did. Um oh, I didn't watch it live. I watched like all the trailers yeah. after the facts, which is basically just watching it. Right. Right. Um, I will say that I am very, very, very surprised that they don't appear to be launching a new switch alongside the new Zelda. I would have said the same thing and I would have bet money. I know that, that was like, like when plan. it was when it was revealed, because there's like... precedence for new yeah. Zeldas and new hardware. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I think Sean said something about this. It was like, why you you're mm-hmm. this regular switch sells out still so yeah. like what what point is there in like bringing out a new model if people are still buying the old one anyway yeah, yeah. and um makes sense and then it, his speculation is that metroid 4 metroid point 4 will be the next hardware upgrade game launch which that would actually make a lot of sense yeah and i, I bet know. they have a new mario ready to go around then Probably. too yeah, I mean, speaking of which, like that, that's what really bums me out about the state of the Switch hardware is like, so if you if you look at where the Switch is at right now, like the Switch was kind of old hardware when it launched, right? Like it yeah, was a few kind of like old, comparable to like a, you know, two, three, four year old Android tablet, like when mm-hmm. it came out, right? And mm-hmm. now it's uh, what, six years old? So <laughs> yeah. like this Metroid Prime remake that they're making like is super cool and all, but it like really irritates me like on a irrational level even that we're getting a remake of one of my favorite games but it's for effectively like 10 year old hardware you know it's like if mm-hmm. uh i don't even like if we got like a, a metal gear solid remake but it was for like the playstation 3 you know like yeah like it's yeah. like like really 
really bizarre where it's like this should be like the hey check it out this is the fucking 4k mm-hmm. ultimate remaster of this game yeah. the problem is like you know if they eventually release the switch 2 that's 4k or whatever like i'd, I'd be very surprised if it well then they like, can re-release a 4k remaster yeah, that you buy again probably um yeah it's it's uh that stuff is frustrating but like um like i said though like most people i think don't care they're just playing the games and the games look good they make zelda look good on that old hardware you know they nintendo made games still look really good considering and so um you know someday it'll be more of a thing but like right now i don't think anyone truly cares except for people like us but um with like the the metroid prime remaster that just kind of shadow launched um I was just like on my Steam Deck, I got all the the trilogy what uh prime hacks set up. Did you do that on yours or whatever? So it's basically like um a uh it's like a special version of whatever the um dolphin or whatever the Nintendo emulator is. And it's specifically built in with all the like widescreen hack and high res packs and all that fancy stuff for all the old Metroid games. And then you can either play, I think you can use the trilogy from the Wii or you can actually play um, the games, use the games individually or whatever. But um, I started to replay Metroid prime after I got that all set up. I haven't messed with it since, but uh, it's essentially what they just released already. Really? <clears throat> and it works super well. It's really easy to get going. I remember looking into it a long time ago, I think for like my win max or something like that. And it was like, Oh yeah. You have to like do a lot of like weird stuff to get the HD packs running and things like that. Um, this is all just like set up for you. Um, and it actually comes pre-installed with emu deck. If you do emu deck on your steam deck, then you already have prime hacks. If oh, you really? checked to install it or whatever. So it's more or less just like load the ROM in there. And then you have fancy Metroid prime trilogy, um, which is pretty yeah. sick. I've been meaning to I mean, replay them anyway, but, um, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> cool. I guess. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have spent 40 bucks on this remaster for the switch anyway. I probably would have, if this thing didn't exist, I would have just opted for replaying the GameCube versions in an emulator or something like that. But yeah, um, but it is cool. They're getting around to remastering them. I think probably the plan will be slowly release single remasters of each game and then release a trilogy remaster right before the new metroid or something i mean nintendo is no stranger to uh beating a dead horse in it as long as they possibly can you know like speaking of which like the fucking uh i always forget that the nintendo uh virtual console subscription stuff kind of exists because it's like yeah i don't know it so not exciting to me anymore like yeah, particularly after like you know very good like emulation devices coming out and things like that. Like I still, yeah, I probably still pay for the Nintendo Plus expansion. I do. You think I've turned my Switch on in six months? But yeah, I pay for it. Yeah, um, but it's just like I I don't know. It's it, it Game Boy stuff in particular feels like okay. This this I mean you can well so uh, who cares. Apparently, I have to. I don't know this for sure. Somebody needs to confirm or deny. But um, the games that had like uh, link cable multiplayer support or whatever now have online multiplayer. So you can like play Tetris multiplayer, Game Boy Tetris with somebody else online, or like Mario Kart. You can play with people online 
I guess the Game Boy Mario Kart. Yeah, Game I mean, uh, it's, it's just, that's kind of cool. That's cool, um, I guess. But I mean, I, yeah, uh, those the part was like those games like don't translate well to a big screen. No, they don't. I yeah, um, maybe Game Boy Advance a little better than regular Game Boy, but I always feel like playing stuff like that on my Steam Deck. I'm like, this is too big, and I feel silly window boxing it to be small. <laughs> no, it, that's that's exactly it. You know, like I um did the whole MU Deck thing when you know that that first came out and and all this stuff, and I was like, oh, this is cool, I guess. But man, these games look bad on a big screen. You know, yeah. Um, because you know you forget that like the the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance screens, like the original ones were like really tiny to have a, mm-hmm. a reasonably okay um, kind of pixel density, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It is it's still it cool. Is, right? I'm glad to see they're adding more systems to that whole thing because they were running dry. I mean, NES is basically tapped out. Super Nintendo, I think they're kind of hitting their limit. Genesis is just sort of a random mix of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's cool that there's still there's the possibility of adding more systems to it. Um, I still think I prefer the virtual console before where you would just they would release games and you could buy them. But um, but uh, let's see what else was in that direct uh, Pikmin Four. don't really care about it. Do you care about Pikmin at all? Yeah. You know, this is a game series like that. I, I have a lot of friends that are super into it, but like, I just mm-hmm. never been able to get into it like i don't know what it is yeah about it but i i i bought i think at least two of the pikmin games and it just been like, yeah i, don't know, I remember okay, playing but... the first one for sure i can't remember about the second one but the first one i definitely played i think just because it was one of the only games on like the gamecube back in the day yeah but um i don't really remember it a whole lot i don't even remember if i liked it or what so i don't have like fond memories but i also don't think i to think feel like I would if I replayed it now I'd have a different perspective um on it but four main entries and two spin-offs yeah yeah well uh, don't really care too much about yeah, that but um I think I had the original one on the GameCube and then one of the other ones probably yeah Pikmin 2 or 3 I don't know yeah I don't remember but I don't know. Um, just like for whatever reason, like it just never clicked with me for. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, and then they announced a bunch of remakes. Uh, Ghost Trick is coming to Switch. I guess that's cool if you haven't played it before, but it's on yeah, like everything. IPad version was really good. Yeah. Um, Kirby Routine, Return to Dreamland Deluxe. That's cool. Um, Baton Kados. I don't even know what that is. And I'm, I'm good. Um, the Advance Wars reboot. That seems like something that uh, I would be interested in checking out. But it got delayed. I think it's finally coming. Did they have a launch date for it? I don't think they had a launch date, but... Octopath Traveler um, 2 is the one thing that I'm pretty excited for. Octopath Traveler 1 was a ton of fun. I never got um, into it. I never it's really, it. really good. It's probably my yeah. favorite um, kind of like JRPG that's come out in a really long time because like it's... Yeah. Um, you can play in these like very kind of like bite-sized episodes that mm-hmm. last that are like I don't know like maybe an hour too long, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's like pretty cool how you kind of travel between like the stories of the eight different characters, right? So and like mm-hmm. I think each story has I don't remember three or four parts, and they're all 
like just little segments, you know? So it's like you, Mm -hmm. what I liked about it so much was that it gave you these like very logical kind of like stopping points, you know, where it was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to play this for a while. Okay. I'll, I'll play through like the next episode of my like Hunter character lady. Um, Instead of like, where am I in my hundred hour playthrough of this game? Right. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, okay, well I will uh, go grind some guys until I get bored or you're yeah. gonna need to go to bed or whatever else, you know? <laughs> that's cool um, i would i would like to enjoy that but it's i fun. only ever played the demo and it didn't click and oh, i haven't tried no. since so and it's cool too um, i mean the art style is really good like it really the the octopath games well uh, both of them uh really nail that kind of like um retro game as you remember it yeah. kind of thing you know instead of, <laughs> i know like, i love that you know because it it vibes like a retro game with like all kinds of like modern lighting and like visual effects and and shaders and stuff that um you know just just really enhance the whole experience the music's really good sounds really good the voiceovers are yeah are okay yeah um but uh and i think that i haven't messed with this yet but i believe this is another one where you can download the demo play through the end of the demo and then that progress transfers over if you buy the game mm-hmm. which i think is just like super cool when they do this that's how the first game right? was right yeah yeah and yeah Triangle that's Strategy so much nicer is mm. similar um, every game demo should do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know um, it's just like there, there's like not a lot in this and, and you know i guess like they don't really need to always be doing these like banger nintendo directs right but it was just like i already knew zelda was coming Mm -hmm. you know and i guess like it's neat like the little car you could drive around looks cool i guess but (laughs) you know the rest of it like just really feels like nintendo going through the motions doing nintendo things you know and Mm -hmm. maybe that's just kind of where we are in the switch product cycle and Mm -hmm. maybe is okay i guess but yeah I don't know. Uh, I haven't. So I, I have the online expansion pass, whatever it's called, um, that gives you free access to all the new Mario Kart Eight stuff that comes out. But I haven't messed with any of it. But they showed off what the next wave will be, which is like a brand new course, never before released course called Yoshi's Island. Um, and then they're bringing Birdo back as a new character, which is kind of cool. But, um. That's something that like I've been meaning to want to pick up my Switch and play again is all the mm-hmm. new stuff they've released for Mario Kart 8. And I kind of like the fact that this game, this came out in 2013 or something, right? Like, I mean, it, it was a yeah. Wii U game yeah. and then it got re-released for the Switch and I played the shit out of it when it first came out. Um, but then, uh, you know, haven't picked it up since they started releasing all this expansion pack stuff. Um, but I kind of like the idea of this just being like the Mario Kart that they just endlessly release new stuff for forever yeah. instead of releasing new Mario Karts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool. Do you with remember that. how much new content did the game have when it launched on Switch? Any? Do you remember? Uh, I want to say it did, but I don't. I couldn't tell you what it was. But I'm pretty sure it had something over the Wii U version. Yeah. Um, or not. I don't know. At that point in time, it was just like, let's get all the good Wii U games onto the Switch because no yeah. one played them. Yeah, I don't um, know. I, just, I I played this on the Wii U and I just remember it coming out on a Switch and being like, wait, there's just the same game again? This is mm-hmm. kind of lame. It might have been. Um, but like, you know, 
I'm I'm sort of okay with that because so few people had a Wii U. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, I guess that was kind of the weirdo with the Wii U. Yeah, um, man, I I sometimes still wish I would have bought one. I almost pulled the trigger many times, but uh, we had we have a lot of Wii U games still. Uh, do you in a stack? Yeah, I still have them. That was uh, yeah. Fire that uh, guy up. Yeah, Super Mario 3D World. I think that's also on the Switch, right? It Toad's is. Treasure Tracker. Yeah. That's on the Switch. Yep. Yep. Um, Bayonetta. I don't think there's anything now. I think everything that was good on the Wii U is now on the Switch. Surprised they haven't released a remaster of um, uh, Wind Waker. That was uh, that's been rumored for a long time. Yeah. Because uh, the Wii U is the one that got the HD re- mm-hmm. remaster thing, right? Yeah. That that needs to be re released soon, but that'll be like. I don't know when they would do that because Zelda comes out in May, right? So it can't really be, they won't release it too close to that, I don't think. Skyward Sword HD was 2021, I think. I feel like that's been out for more than a year. Yeah. I feel like they missed a good window of releasing that. Um, I would love to play through that again because I never played the HD, but I played um, the GameCube version like. That's oh, yeah. one of my favorite Zelda's. GameCube version is amazing, right? So yeah, um, I don't know. It is what anyway. It is. The Nintendo Switch is a thing that exists uh, next to my Steam Deck. A thing that I think about playing sometimes is what the Switch is. A thing that um, I think about playing. You know what's funny is that Mikhail always does a lot of Steam Deck reviews and stuff, and then um, his thing is basically like loading up a game on every platform he owns and taking a picture of it, and um. It always sticks out to me how good the Switch OLED screen is compared mm-hmm. to everything else. Oh, it's outstanding. I mean, like it's it's really good. Um, that's uh, that's something I need to do. So on the Steam Deck, there's like um, what is it called? I think ETA Prime does a video on it, but it's it's basically you can install like uh, this program that gives you access to all these different tools or whatever. And one of them is you can adjust like all the the um, uh, color saturation and things like that of your screen and um everyone's just like oh my god it's like a game changer like it makes the screen look so much better like the steam deck screen isn't bad mm-hmm. but it's definitely a little dull and if you can just like juice it up a little bit it makes a huge difference um i've been meaning to do that and i just haven't got around to it but but anyway yeah the switch oled screen is just so good i just I do you know, steam deck, i do I think about got... playing it I just got notification on my UPS app that my Steam Deck was just delivered at the uh, RMA Center. So when did you send it out? Monday. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, uh, five days to get it to the RMA Center seems not great. I mean, oh, I guess that's not that great, is it? So we'll we'll see Monday. how long. Yeah. There. <laughs> so a week to get to them. Two weeks for them to fix it. A week to it get back. It to took you. a solid month last time, but that was in like the mm. height of like when you couldn't. Buy mm-hmm. a Steam Deck if you wanted to. That you was know, door so. to door though. Send it off. You got it back a month later. Yeah, yeah. The the mm. first time around, which I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully this is shorter. But uh, yeah, I that's don't know. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Anything else you got? Want to talk about Nintendo Direct stuff? Um, trying to think what else. Like, I'm real excited for Zelda. Like... I I don't think new trailers do much for me. But I'm still excited to play that game. I just want to play it. Like I don't really care about seeing new trailers I just, or whatever. I just hope that it doesn't vibe like uh, game pushing very old hardware to its limits in obvious ways. You know, like so. I guess what what I 
what I'm worried is that it's going to be like, um, did you play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas when it came out on the PlayStation 2? Yeah. So that to me seems like, man, you guys should have just kept this in the oven for six more months and released it on the PlayStation 3 or mm-hmm. whenever the PlayStation mm-hmm. 3 came. I feel like it was very late in the cycle, the product cycle for PlayStation 2, but it was like a very, very big, ambitious game that was really cool. And it was just like so obvious when you're playing it how much it would have benefited from better hardware, right? Mm. And it's going to be a real bummer if that's the case with this new Zelda game, you know? I don't remember feeling that way about GTA 3 at the time, or San Andreas at the time, Um, but I'm sure if I went back and played it, I'd be like, geez, this thing has pop-in everywhere, and you know, whatever. Pop-in like crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't care at the time, but um, I see what you mean. I think with Zelda... This game started as it was going to be like a DLC or something like it was supposed to be a quick follow up, mm-hmm. like a 1.5 release or whatever. Um, and now it's been six years or whatever. So it's like now it's an actual sequel sequel. But I think the foundation, it's still built on the Breath of the Wild, you know, yeah, so I think just... expectation wise, it's going to look basically like that, which Breath of the Wild holds up like it still looks good. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to get anything where it's like there was too much ambition to for the hardware to handle because I think they're just still working in those known parameters of the first game anyway. Yeah. Um, but something like Metroid 4, I would be worried about something like that. Um, and that's why it would make sense if they have some new hardware coming. But um, I don't know. I, I've, I love the first Breath of the Wild. And so excited to play this i get a vibe like a a majora's mask vibe from it like it's going to be quite different it's going to be like a different beast than a normal zelda game i mean that would be be cool i certainly hope so you know so yeah (sighs) um i just remembered we had so last week it was like oh we're back we're recording a show uh does anybody even listen anymore (laughs) haha um a couple of people emailed to so let us know that they listened. So <laughs> uh, we can read a few emails if you feel sure, like doing yeah, that. Yeah, uh, uh, there, a couple of them are long. So is that okay? You got your listening I got ears ready? Do. You got nothing to do. Except the guy will show up while we're reading these emails. Hey, if the guy shows up, great. <laughs> I would love I the guy to show up. <laughs> uh, this one starts out. Hi, Darren Neely. Hello from Israel. Glad to hear you're both alive and well and that my Patreon money is spent on the living. (laughs) I'm a longtime listener since the days of Brad and I always enjoyed your banter. So hopefully you can keep it up. My only suggestion for the podcast is if occasionally you could get a developer interview done, even if the sound quality would not be on par. I think some developers would like to promote their hard work with you and it should be interesting to listen to. Uh, That's a fair point. We used to do a lot more of those. um, And it's always fun having a developer on, but you know. Um, anyway, to other matters, I was curious as to what was your personal favorite game, TV show, and hardware from 2022. For games, my favorite was Weird West. I just love the world and setting, and the gameplay had a comfortable vibe. Not too easy, not too punishing, especially when the new aiming method was introduced. I didn't play that, but that was a Game Pass game that my buddy was like raving about. Um, I don't know if it's still on there. I think it is, but uh, I never actually got around to playing that, but curious to. Uh, favorite TV show was Severance with Andor at a close second. Without spoiling anything, Severance had a really cool setup and they just nailed it on execution. Andor was a lot of fun. I love that most of the Star Wars bullshit was not even mentioned, i.e. the Force or Jedi. It was a breath of fresh air and the galaxy far, far away. 
another show I did not watch. I haven't watched any of the Star Wars shows actually, but um, Severance is one I've been meaning to watch because oh, yeah. I just love the whole premise of it. Did you watch it? No, um, Lindsay has told me I need to watch it, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'll add that to the list of things. Add it to the pile, for. yeah. Um, and then my favorite piece of hardware is the A Aok Zoe. <laughs> It's one of those more powerful Steam Deck competitors equipped with an AMD 6800U chip. The ability to run Game Pass on it makes the Steam Deck feel very limited. Um, That's cool. I do wish I I could see Microsoft releasing a Game Pass app for Linux just for the Steam Deck. That'd be cool. The, The cloud gaming stuff works okay through the browser. It's fine, but it's not like something I do all the time. But I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it's all I play on my Steam Deck is all the Xbox cloud gaming stuff, um, which is pretty cool. But yeah, having a legit actual Game Pass app would be pretty sweet. I don't I'm not familiar with A-O-K-Z-O-E. I'm not familiar with that at all. I know of like the A and Neos and yeah, things I mean, like if, that. If you, but... if you look at that, uh, what is it? SMC, uh, SPC computing or whatever the subreddit is, yeah. that is yeah. all those uh, kind of things. There's all kinds of shit that like I've never even heard of before. And I feel like I follow that reasonably closely yeah i get oh yeah this thing looks pretty sweet um yeah i think amd's like new line of these portable chips or whatever has like opened the doors on these portable pc things because it was getting there for a few years but with so many drawbacks and like things that were stopping it from really being the ideal situation um and now alongside the steam deck launching i think has all these others have been able to come through with what they need because there's finally like a really good uh, performance per, you know, without over drawing too much power and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's finally like efficiency with performance uh, alongside it, which um, AMD is just destroying Intel at that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, there's, I think there's like half a dozen, at least really good options. If you wanted like a handheld PC gaming machine, that's like a switch. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't think I'll ever stray from the Steam Deck just because it's Valve and I love Steam OS and I don't really like messing around with Windows and when it's not meant to be on a handheld, you know, yeah, I feel like yeah. that's always. But anyway, um, so keep up the good work. People do care about what you guys produce. Uh, and that is from Gal. So thank you, Gal, for writing in and letting us know Hell yeah. you still listen. Pretty excited I'd say uh, totally agreed on Andor. Yeah. For me, I think it would be, I don't know, a coin flip between Andor and the rehearsal. Did you watch mm-hmm. the rehearsal on HBO? Uh-uh. Um, no, that's the Nathan Fielder show, right? Yeah. Just because I thought it was, um, I don't know, it was one of those things like it was not what I expected at all. You know, like I was uh-huh. expecting kind of like more Nathan for you. Yeah. And less kind of this like weird discussion around like, is this real? Is this like supposed to be funny? <laughs> like uh-huh. who's in on this? Like, is everyone yeah. in on it? Like is, is only certain people in on it? I don't know. There's just like, yeah, I was expecting just a goofy show to laugh at. And instead you kind of had this, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I guess like the, a good comparison would be like when you watch like Sasha Baron Cohen stuff, you know, yeah, where it's like, yeah. okay, like I know certain <laughs> people have to be in on this. Right. But like, where uh-huh. is the line? Yeah. of like who is and isn't in on it mm-hmm. and and you know it's like i, I don't know it, it and that i was just really interesting to me with um with the rehearsal because it kind of 
kind of vibes like an apology for Nathan for you almost where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it ends with like Nathan is kind of the bad guy and, and like took mm-hmm. this all way too far. But I don't I don't it, it's it's like just so fascinating to watch because it's like I don't know if that was intentional or if that's just mm-hmm. like he had this mm-hmm. big plan for this, like, you know, goofy premise that when he went through with it, it was like it spun out of control, like really out of control. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I it, highly, highly recommended, um, mm. you know, if you're into the Nathan Fielder stuff, um, I think hardware for me this year, even though it, I probably I don't think it came out this year is the, the discovery of the Miu Mini was the 2022 mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. Um, it was a really cool little $50 fucking gizmo that seems way more functional than yeah. uh, it has any business being. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I would probably there? agree with that and Steam Deck, obviously. But yeah. like, uh, yeah, that was just a fun little surprise because both you and I have bought like a bunch of those dumb little like $50 gaming handheld things um, that always feel like they're going to be great and then end up being disappointing in some way yeah and the the mini is i feel like the first time i've been like i like this thing it doesn't do too much to where i get in too involved in like dicking around with it mm-hmm. and it's easy to just pop open and play games like play the old games that i want to play that i think about playing all the time um it's just very accessible and i feel like all the other ones either like had weird performance problems had weird like software stuff you had to do you had to do too much crazy setup or something was janky Mm -hmm. like um a few years ago uh remember i was like bringing my psp go everywhere i like really got into psp go Uh because it could emulate a bunch of stuff and um just the form factor was great it was like i can actually fit it in my pocket and take it places and play it at uh the yard house every day during packs or whatever and um the thing that turned me off to it eventually was like everything that was written for the PSP go is so old and it all would like break in some weird way where I'd have to find some random like 2009 post on some forum to figure out what I file I need to change or, you know, whatever, like stuff like that. It, when it worked, it was beautiful. But then when it didn't, it was like, okay, like, you know, this thing is super old device and all the emulator stuff was written decade ago. Like, you know, at least with the Miu Mini, it's like new, newish. You know what I mean? The emulators are new, and like, um, I don't know. I yeah, feel like I was, it's just easier support I was than trying some, to rely on something old. Uh, some stuff on like the the Vita and PSP Go, where it was like people were in these situations where like the I, so you know a memory card has a a lifespan to it, right? Like it's a solid yeah. state thing, but you can only read and write so many cycles, mm-hmm. and like that's you know the number is astronomically high. But mm-hmm. after a decade or whatever, you kind of start to hit yeah. that point, right? And it was kind of a a thing about how like, hey, these these memory cards are likely going to be the thing that kills this thing off because no one makes it right. anymore. Right. And yeah. they're just going to get more and more expensive until they're all just dead. And then like, you can't use these things anymore. I was like, damn, that's yeah. crazy. It is a bummer. It. I still, I would do anything for a PSP Go form factor new device it would be mm-hmm. I, it's funny because like the win gpd that makes the win max and stuff they released the win four recently and um it is full-blown ps vita except the screen slides up and reveals a keyboard like it's it's awesome because the vita a lot of people love that like form factor um i wish they would do something similar maybe not a full-blown like windows 
handheld PC or whatever. But I wish one of these smaller companies would just knock off the PSP Go slider format because yeah. I would snatch one of those up. Well, I mean, you remember Razer had that little demo unit of a controller oh. that was like that for the iPhone. I don't think, dude, that I know it never did. That thing was sweet too. Mm. Um, so was the anyway, other yeah. thing on there favorite Let's movie see. of 2020 game favorite game of last year oh, hmm. El- probably elden ring is a 2022 game right yeah, yeah that... <laughs> all the years blur together to me i think that's so that's definitely that definitely mine for me i mean that it's the um so i've i've wanted to get into the from software games for a long time but they've just been just too hard whereas like elden ring like mm-hmm. people weren't talking shit when they were like oh this is like the first accessible uh, Souls-like mm-hmm. game, and it's like yeah, it mm-hmm. pretty much is. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I was able to get most of the way through it before I kind of hit a difficulty wall and put it down and forgot where I was. But that's why yeah. I'm playing it again. I'm having a yeah. real good time because I'm playing yeah. a slightly different character, and yeah, kinda, there's so much in the game world that I'm like discovering things I didn't find the first time around. And yeah, I I I hate that because uh, we've talked about this before, like especially with RPGs and stuff, where it's like. Your first playthrough, you don't know what you're doing and you don't really know how everything works or the systems or anything like that. And then you get maybe like 10 or 20 hours in and you know, and you wish you could do things differently. So you start over and you have like a way better time the next time. Like I almost wish there was like a, (laughs) I don't know how you do it. Like a a 20 hour tutorial that let you just start over or uh, like a, a super long prologue. Yeah, it just that, gets like you familiar a, with that, the game and then you start the real playthrough. It definitely was the case for me with Elden Ring because like um so the the way the game works like a lot of uh, RPGs where it's like you'll find like equipment or magic spells or whatever that requires you to have like a certain amount of strength or a certain amount mm-hmm. of you know I don't remember what the skill is intelligence or or whatever for magic, you know. Mm-hmm. And um as you level up, you get I don't know, one or two skill points something like that to put into each of those stats, right? And I kept yeah. getting in a situation where I would like find like a really cool sword and be like, oh man, I want to use this sword, but I'm like low, like three dexterity. Like, okay, let me level up and like get that dexterity. And mm-hmm. I find a spell and be like, oh shit, like I'm five too low to use this. So I basically, right. what I didn't realize is you kind of have to like decide how you're going to build your character and like just use the weapons that kind of fit in that path because mm-hmm. i think the reason i ended up getting stuck was because like you're just chasing every yeah piece I was of just equipment <laughs> yeah where i was like not good at anything but couldn't mm-hmm. like use everything yeah. yeah so it was like i had like shitty magic and like shitty defenses yeah. and shitty i i always fall into that trap with games like that where i'm like i want to be the all-around good at everything guy and it's like that usually doesn't work out well like pick a lane and stick in it i mean i guess conceivably i could like level my guy up to like level 100 or whatever the max level is at which point i would have all my shit maxed and stuff but i don't know how i'd get there without like eternity of grinding yeah Yeah. uh which yeah just not super into versus just starting over and having fun again so i need to i i you you're enticing me to want to start elden ring over again too because uh i only i didn't play that much of it i think five or six hours but um i liked it i've never liked a from software game so very fun um yeah that would give me a chance to start over and actually sort of know what i'm doing more so than the first time around yeah Um, and the, the problem now is like so the game is so old that you know like when you look at see like youtube videos or whatever it's like this is the absolute best build for blah blah blah, blah. and you like look at it yeah. it's like okay this is going to be real difficult to do i'm just going to ignore this and yeah <laughs> it's so hard to try and like 
do the perfectest thing. Like I've, I've played through games where it's like you follow the walkthrough beat for beat. And it's like, what are we even doing? Yeah. Um, sometimes that's fun if you need to like hundred percent a game for some reason or whatever. But um, I always get into the trap where I'm like, I'm just going to play this game. I'm not going to worry about getting everything. I'm not going to worry about the right or wrong thing to do. But then I have to look up one thing and then it's like, okay, well, I now I want to look up the next thing. And now yeah. I want to look at that. And I get like sucked into the walkthrough. Um, well, Elden Ring is it's kind of bad for that too because there's like so many secret spots that have mm-hmm. shit in it, you know. Yeah. That like once you get fall down the walkthrough rabbit hole, it's like, all right, here's the checklist of all the secret caves in this area. Let's hit every single one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Like, what I liked about it was like, and, and this is happening with my new playthrough. Is like I'm still being like, oh shit, there's a little dungeon area down here. This is mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. So that actually ruined. Uh, Genshin Impact for me because I was playing that game like very heavily for the first I don't know six or eight months something like that and then I discovered there was like this interactive map somebody had built that shows you where every like collectible is or whatever mm-hmm. and so I started like getting really into like well I want to find every collectible in every area of the map <laughs> and um, it kind of ruined it for me I was like humming along before that point and then I got sidetracked into collecting everything and it kind of I guess bored me and I I stopped playing. And then once I put it down for too long, it was like, I don't even know where to start again. So um, I don't know. I need to get, I have, my brain is built that way though, of like, I need to collect everything. I need to see everything. I need to maximize this game in every way possible, which kind of sucks. It's not, I don't, it's not a good way to live. Um, but uh, just to answer that question, um. Hardware, yeah, Steam Deck probably over the Miu Mini, but I like both those from last year. And then um, TV show, I'm going to say Wednesday, just because I watched it not too long ago, and it's actually a recent show that I I watched. I haven't seen it. I've Um, heard very good things. Wednesday's really cool. Um, Another show that, uh, I don't know if everybody's into this, but um, it's called Working Moms, and it's like a comedy about being uh, parents, basically. It's Canadian. And... um, Pam started watching it a few years ago or whatever. And um, I got kind of sucked into it. And now we both really like it. It's actually a very good and funny show, but they had a new season last year that we watched. Um, so I'll throw my, my uh, vote in for that too. But other than that, I only rewatch old stuff. So it's like hard to say, like my favorite show of last year was modern family. Cause we rewatched all of them or yeah. something. You know? <laughs> um, and then I, uh, I recently rewatched the leftovers, which is like my favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time. Like I truly watched the leftovers. outstanding. What's it on HBO. So like See? the, the premise of the show HBO. is um, just one day randomly 2% of all humans just vanished. Yeah, and like the cascading effects that that has, because it's really only a few million people, basically. Yeah, but like, it just so you told me so about this before. Good. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like what I, I love about it is, like, so that, like, so the the departure objectively happened, right? Like that 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 is fact inside of this universe. Like two percent of the people in the world vanished. Yeah. Um, but what's what's interesting is that like this messed everyone up so severely that you can you can really watch the show in a bunch of different ways, either believing the things that are happening in the show are like this sort of like divine influence and borderline like magical stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of watch it with a more critical eye and be like, no, all these people are just like legitimately fucked in the head. And be- because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of an interesting thing because you, you don't it's like if someone dies, there's closure to that. Right. Like it's you have a funeral, mm-hmm. you know, it sucks that they died, but, you know, they're gone. And and now, mm-hmm. you know, you go through, you know, memorial and you know, cremation or barrier or whatever. Right. But like in the in the situation with the show, it's like it everyone's stuck in this weird spot of like constant grief because it's like you don't have that closure because you don't know what happened and you don't know if they're yeah. coming back and you don't know where they are yeah. and like mm-hmm. you don't know if you can go to where they are and all this other stuff so it's just huh. like manifested itself in like all these like really interesting ways for all the different characters yeah and and you can and it's just i don't know it's it's after at multiple rewatches like i'll pick up on different things and be like yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is like weird, like divine influence, and this is kind of mm-hmm. a, re- a religious show. Mm-hmm, and then, like mm-hmm. uh, this most recent we watched, I was like, mm, I don't know. I think everyone here just like might be crazy and just bullshitting to just like cope with stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Really, really, really mm. good show because like you could, I mean, you could write, you know, crazy essays and on either opinion, and both would be mm-hmm. valid, you know. And I think that yeah. that's really neat to have a show like that that uh, yeah. is is so open for interpretation can be argued in so many different ways i think it's very clever so yeah hmm. i don't know someday i'll add it to the pile someday it's only three it. seasons oh. and it's three oh, okay HBO that's always seasons, nice so they're 10 yeah. episodes a piece and each episode yeah. are you know an hour long so 30 yeah. hours of watching i can do that i can do that in one day there you go um i mean i watch it every <laughs> weekend so yeah you can <laughs> um and then I, if I had to pick a favorite game from last year, I could probably think of a bunch, but off the top of my head, I really liked the new Turtles game, the Shredder's Revenge. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Um, super fun. And then my kid really liked it too. So that's a fun option of something to pick up that he really likes that I get to play through too. But um, I just love the beat-em-ups are like one of the most shallow genres from the arcade days, but these like revitalized ones have found ways to make them like way more deep and interesting like they beefed up the the combat so it's actually more like complex and strategic and then they added a bunch of systems so there's a bunch of stuff to like upgrade and unlock and do um because i'll go back and play you can go play the turtles arcade games from back in the day and it's like that was a fun 20 or 30 minutes of just button mashing my way through like it's still a fun and colorful enjoyable thing but it's like not a very good game um these days i feel like these new ones are releasing are like actually good games too so that makes me happy to see but uh thanks again gal for writing in to us uh let's see what else we got okay this is another long one this from glenn says uh hey guys i have a bad track record when it comes to emailing you it usually triggers an extended absence on your part where my emails become dust in Mm. the wind the last time i wrote was when eli was deciding to sell miata and get a tesla I talked about the sale of our Honda Clarity, which CarMax was originally going to buy for $23,000, but a two-month delay caused the mains motor to vehicle department losing, finding, losing, then finding again. Our title saw the buyout rise to $25,000. We rode the wave of used car pricing madness to our advantage. Less bureaucratic incompetence, I guess. Um, Eli had also mentioned that Tesla raised the price of his car after he placed his deposit. At that same time, we bought a Hyundai Kona all-electric, the last one oh, on yeah. the lot. And when cool. we... When we went to pick it up, the dealer gave us $1,000 off because the car had 700 miles on it, having been used as a demo. As I said, it was the last electric car on the lot, and dealers were struggling to get cars. We would have paid over sticker. Crazy. Um, 
But I digress. It was just good to hear from you guys again, and I wanted to answer your call. I fully appreciate how life can get complicated. I also appreciate the effort is required to record and upload your podcasts. When one shows up on my iPhone, I view it as a gift from the gods and rejoice. Hmm. When weeks pass without any, I remind myself that Eli lives in the woods somewhere in Tennessee for reasons yeah. I can't begin to fathom. And Jared has recently moved back to his house with wife and kids, which was just fine until someone drove a car into it. At least that should reduce the number of alerts from people wandering around the house. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. I bought my adult son a Steam Deck for Christmas and was so impressed I bought one for myself as well. Yeah, At 70... Oh, wow. wow. 70 at 70. I find the screen a bit too small. So I had I have it docked to a 27 inch monitor. I view it as my PC gaming console. It's great when I want to chill on the couch and play a game. I can't get on my Xbox. Your recommendations of the deck are what gave me the confidence to buy two of them. Uh, that's super awesome. And 70 and still gaming. I respect that. Uh, yeah, record when me. you can. What's that? That's going to be me. I hope so. I, I, hope would, I, I would. Sense. I would love to be old and retired and have literally nothing to do but play games all day. That play, would, that oh would solve all my problems. That's <laughs> the dream, right? <laughs> um, uh, he finishes up saying, "Record when you can. We'll be here." And thanks for what you do. Thank you very much, Glenn. This uh, these emails have brought a small tear to my eye just knowing that people actually still like listening to our podcast. Uh, I still like doing them. It's just it's hard to find the time sometimes. Um, yeah, the Hunt, the so, Hyundai EV is supposed to be super cool though. I'm, I the Kona, uh, yeah. I, I I am really looking forward to more manufacturers getting into the EV world because like yeah, it seems like each each one has like a very cool thing in its own mm -hmm. way, and I I'm yeah. really excited for like all of these things to kind of like solidify into yeah. sort of standard features that mm -hmm. you know just make cars like really fucking cool. Because yeah. I, I would I would think that like, you know, like if you look at Tesla, right, I think their their primary innovation that is kind of sort of starting to become normal is having like an app connected car that gets mm -hmm. software updates, you know, because like right. before then, I mean, my fucking Prius, it was like I the only update that I could ever get for it was um, I think after like five years of having it uh they built a new like highway extension it was just really annoying that like the gps didn't know about it so like yeah. all of our directions were just like dumb yeah because like it was just routing me around like a highway that it didn't yeah. know existed you know and that yeah. i bought the new fucking navigation dvd for i want to say it was like a couple hundred bucks to i'm sure get that yeah. whereas like you know cars now are just like oh hey you have an update cool yeah. awesome you know yeah our our car was uh, 2015 and I was right on the cusp of things like this becoming more normal. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at the manual and stuff and being like, Oh, you can like, there's, you know, you, I could hook my laptop up to it. If I take it out to the car and like do some updating things for software, or whatever, but it was like this really big, weird hassle that I never bothered doing. I don't even know what I'm missing out on, but yeah, um, I definitely look forward to things like CarPlay being more standard and everything mm -hmm. too. Um, but yeah, it just makes sense to be able to have a car that you can just have updated like everything else that you own. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. Uh, so Glenn actually has a quick follow-up email where he says, Jared, I apologize for misspelling your name in my previous email. I'm old. What can I say? Enjoy the new fish tank with your son. Uh, yeah, he spelled J-A-R-O-D. That's the wrong way. Everyone knows that's the wrong way to spell Jared. It's J-A-R-E-D. Hmm. That's the only correct way to spell up for debate, in my uh, opinion. That nope, it's actually it's <laughs> been a it's a settled matter. 
Um, speaking of the fish tank, though, yeah, fish tank's going pretty good. The fish didn't die. Um, That's good. Cleaned his tank today. Did a little water change. Looking pretty nice. Uh, man, this I forgot about all the crap you need to buy to have like a fish tank and maintenance yeah. maintenance stuff. It's yeah. crazy. But anyway, he seems much Endless happier drops. than in the dirty bowl. Yeah, got to add the drops. Um, okay, here's a uh, another email. This is from Chris. Hello, Jared, Eli from Montreal, Canada. Just want to send you guys a little message to show that there are still listeners that love the podcast. Just finished listening to the last episode and just wanted to let you know that I still love the podcast and haven't given up on the Patreon either. Tetricade is one of the that I'm always really looking forward to and not having it for like a month feels like something was missing in my life. Would love to see a Patreon only Cribs video of Jared's house. I've heard about it so much that I feel I can picture it in my head. By the way, I also have two kids, a year and a half year old and a four year old. So I know the pain of not having enough time to get things done around the house. Would also love to see Eli's place. Also, maybe time to get a 2023 update. What are Mike and Brad to up up to these days? Keep it up. Thanks, guys. From Chris. Uh, Uh, Mike is dead. Mike my proof of life of Mike was when I saw him at Punk and Drublick, and that was when did when did I go to that? Hey, did <laughs> it was two years ago. No FX is doing their final tour right now. I saw that. Yeah, the I, for realsies final tour. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like everyone's always saying, "Oh, this is the final tour," so you get all amped up and you buy tickets and like, "Oh, never mind." Guess what? We're touring again. Yeah. Um, Who knows? I don't know. I've seen No Effects like a dozen times. I, I haven't. Like, I really want to see him live. Like, it's just never worked out. Like, I've had they've, they've yeah. come to Chicago a bunch of times and have played yeah. at things I wanted to go to, but just like yeah. couldn't for whatever reason. And now I'm like, yeah. fuck, this is my last chance. And I looked up the dates and they were all like European stuff right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, I really need to remember to stay on top of this in case they like come to like Chicago yeah. or Atlanta or Nashville or something. I can go they there. will. They totally will. Um, um they're they're super fun like uh they're the actual quality of their live music is very hit or miss like some things you're like oh i, I mean that's great like the, something the is mean, just terrible right? is they're awful live right yeah but they um they are always very funny yeah. it's like a comedy show <laughs> because they just talk in between every song for five minutes well insane sometimes insane that's annoying Posse, and sometimes it's funny uh insane clown Posse is doing their final tour as well so maybe they'll play like, a show together after I see Insane Clown Posse and No Effects, uh, you're done. I, I I guess I'm just uh, done seeing live music. I don't know. Yeah, where do you go? Where do you take it from there? It's um, a real good question. Uh, Brad is working on WWE Supercard. I uh, mm. play games with them online. That's right, right up his alley. Yeah. Yeah, Supercard's been going strong for like a decade or something like that. So. That's one of the few free-to-play um, WWE mobile games that has not shut down. <laughs> like They've released a good handful of them, and uh, I don't think any of them are around anymore except that one. So uh, The uh, WWE Mayhem, I think, is still... I don't know. I don't know. Is, it? Uh, is it a mobile game? Because yeah. they had that weird wrestling game too when they didn't release an actual WWE game one year. They skipped a year, but they released like a weird cartoony, like I don't know. I forget. Yeah, WWE Mayhem is, is still going strong. That's um a, a character collecting, upgrading kind of WWE thing. Really? Yeah, it's been out. No, I probably don't want to die. Never mind. I don't want that too. I don't want to get in on that. Um yeah, Mike and Brad. Mike, you know, I don't know. Mike got married. That's all I know um but uh 
Thank you, Chris, for emailing in and letting us know that you still Brad listen. Brad just started watching my happy. 600 pound life at my uh, my recommendation. So, oh, good, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so that's what's going on with him. It's yeah. uh, have you ever seen it? <laughs> no. It's no. it's interesting to watch because it's like almost. Um, so the premise of the show is like extremely extremely overweight people. Yeah. Um, basically, go through what it takes to get. Um, like bariatric surgery uh mm-hmm. or like a gastric bypass or gastric sleeve sort of thing mm-hmm. um and it's 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 very i don't know it's, it's interesting to me because um to get to the point that you weigh like six to eight hundred pounds i mean sometimes even over that yeah. um it is like such a extreme uh like like everything around you is basically broken at that point. Like your, your support network is broken and full of like really weird enablers. And like, yeah, I don't know, like just the, the, the dynamics that allow someone to get become so fat that they're like trapped in bed mm-hmm. and still having their caretakers, like bring them thousands of calories of food every day Yeah, yeah. is really just unbelievable to, to kind of see as far as, a reality tv show is concerned isn't that sad though it's, it's it's just so strange because it's like i feel like if i was taking care of someone that uh-huh. um you know was 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 so fat that i'm like changing their bedpans yeah because they cannot get up to go to the bathroom i'd be like i'm fucking over this man i am feeding you a 1200 calorie a day keto diet and you yeah. are losing this fucking weight because I am done yeah. like leaning into you to roll you over to wipe your ass. Like I'm not right. doing that anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, really, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like the product of like an entire family that has problems instead of just like one person that just has an issue mm-hmm. for most of the time, you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't know, but it's like, it's like the weird escalation of reality TV shows for me where it's like, I have, just become so desensitized by all the stuff you have to watch like the most extreme thing to be like oh this is interesting yeah. <laughs> the free base moon rock to yeah, get basically your... um it's like when rotten.com no longer became shocking you had to like for, <laughs> for other stuff. i could never do that stuff um okay we got one final email it's a quickie uh titles just keep going and it's from jonathan he says i'm sure you've gotten this email a ton of times but I still like your podcast and I still want you to keep going short and to the point. Okay. We'll keep going. Yeah. Thank you for the vote of confidence. No more. Uh, yeah. Thanks again to everyone that emailed in that uh, really means a lot that you took the time to do that. And we just love hearing from listeners. So podcast at tetracade.com. If you feel like sending us a message about any old thing and Hey, that sparked off all sorts of discussion that filled like an entire half an episode. So we came in with no game plan. We came out with just solid gold podcast. <laughs> thanks to these emails. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best thing. Yeah. That happens. Uh, the sounds of children crying tells me that it's time to wrap things up for this week. So that's like the uh, uh, <laughs> the equivalent of like the uh, what is it? The, the so you want to be a millionaire? The the millionaire? What is it? The you know the Regis Philbin game show mm, mm-hmm, who wants mm-hmm. to be who wants to be a millionaire who wants to be a millionaire yeah how they always would like play like that that weird like siren sound and they'd be like oh <laughs> shit that you know what that sound means you gotta come back next Catch time. You next week yeah um kind of like that yeah except more anxiety provoking but anyway uh thank you everyone to listening for listening to this week's episode 
And I think I forgot to mention last week, but uh, if you want to help us out, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Um, really need to give some love to that Patreon and find some interesting things to do to get it a little bit of a kick in the pants. Um, but to everyone that's still been sticking it out and still supporting us that way, thank you so much. And if you aren't yet and you like our show, consider throwing a little support our way. As little as a dollar a month. What a deal. Um, and you can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. Um, and that's it. So thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.